Stand by. Three, two, one. When we think about job perks, it's typically a bonus check, maybe extra vacation days, or if you're a budding journalist on a tight salary, getting sent to a story where you can get a free meal. Listen, I'm just being honest. But what about the job perks your boss can't write into your contract? Like the person you interviewed whose story made you pause and reflect. Or that one time you had six live shots in two hours and learned what you were really made of. During the fast-paced news day of interviews, shooting B-roll, and turning packages, the biggest job perks are the life lessons you get while on a deadline. So I thought about some fancy way to lead into this episode, but nothing was quite coming together to explain this lesson and moment. So I figured I'd keep it simple. I interviewed Oprah. Insert dramatic pause. I'm very proud of this accomplishment, especially since it happened in my first year of reporting. And before you ask me about this Diane Sawyer style interview, I won't hype it. It was literally just a couple of questions, but it was one-on-one and an interview is still an interview. But the proud feelings that arise when I think back on this day are not so much getting to meet her, although it was an amazing honor, but how I got my few minutes with the queen. From the moment I packed my camera equipment into the back of my station vehicle and set out for the day, I knew it was going to be busy. You ever have that feeling like this is going to be just a day? The morning started with me rushing over to a bank in Dothan to get video of the scene following a bank robbery, texting my police source to see if he could give me any information on what happened. Next, a sadder story about a 30-minute drive to Daleville to get some information about this deadly fire at an animal shelter. The shelter owner had died in the fire while she was trying to rescue some of the animals. As I was plugging the address into my GPS for Daleville, I saw a tweet about reports of Oprah sightings in Dothan. I laughed because, seriously, like what would she be doing down in South Alabama? Only to look at the picture associated with the tweet like, hmm, Okay, yeah, that definitely does look like Oprah. The tweet said she would possibly be making her way to a neighboring city. I checked in with my station about the tweet and started calling everybody's telephone, calling hotels, the Welcome Center in Dothan, city officials. I think I even called the mayor's office. Somebody was going to tell me if she was here. So many calls later, Nobody was able to confirm she was here. And now that I think about it, many of them probably had to sign non-disclosure agreements because, I mean, does she's Oprah. You just can't announce that she's in the city. One of the cons of being a bureau reporter is I am the only one down here having to cover such a large area. I'm responsible for five counties, and it gets tricky on days where you have two stories popping off in two different places, and there's just one me. Because I couldn't get confirmation on Oprah actually being in Alabama, my station didn't want me to risk chasing a story for it to be nothing and missing my other story. Especially since where I was going and where Oprah may be was not around the corner from each other. So I had to put Oprah on the back burner, obviously continue to make calls on it, watch social media, and be ready to bust a move at the drop of a dime if I got confirmation, but continue to drive and get video from the deadly fire. Later that evening, as I was headed back to Dothan from the fire story, I hadn't really heard much else about Oprah until my phone buzzed. I looked down and saw an Oprah headline from a local news outlet. 
I pulled over to read the article posted by the newspaper. Oprah visit creates buzz in Dothan Abbeville. My jaw dropped. If I were a cartoon, there would have been steam coming out of my ears. I was so mad and felt sick that I had missed it. One, because I'm a competitive person on a personal level. And two, you have to be competitive professionally in news. I don't want my station's viewers missing out on anything. Not on my watch. I took a screenshot of the article and sent it to my assistant news director, assignment desk manager, and one of the producers. They knew how many calls I had made on this story trying to track it down. The subject of the email, two words, big mad. I looked at the time. It was already after five. I started airboxing in the car, just getting madder and madder, thinking she was already gone. I shot a text to my news friend asking if their station had covered the story that day because I hadn't really seen any other alerts from local TV stations about her visit. No response, which I assumed meant the answer was yes. And I felt even lower. As I pulled out of the random parking lot to finish my drive home, I called my mom and closest friends and admittedly started fussing, replaying the events of the day. Maybe I should have done this. Maybe I should have done that. I can't believe this. Like, I called on this story. They tried to rationalize with me. You're just one person competing against local stations. Okay. And (laughs) I was so angry. Granted, the newspaper article didn't have an interview with Oprah, but they were there to get the information they needed. And I was just waiting for an alert from one of the local TV stations telling viewers to tune in tonight for their interview with Oprah. I pulled up to my apartment complex and just sat in my station truck. Frustrated, I started taking down my bun that I had worn to work that day, collecting my belongings to walk to my apartment, reflecting on the day. Now, I'm not the type of person who believes in sulking when there's a way to solve a situation because that's pointless. But it was about six o'clock and the likelihood of her still being in the wiregrass. Yeah, I doubt it. And then my phone rang. My TV friend calling. I'll use gender neutral words to protect them in this story. Y'all, I am so hot right now, I said as soon as I picked up the phone. Did you see the Dothan Eagle article about Oprah being here? I have been calling on this story all day. She's probably gone. She is probably halfway back to California right now. I can't believe I played myself and wasn't in place, but I didn't even know where to go. You know when you get angry and you start talking real fast? They responded, I know, we've been working to get something on this story too. A slight weight lifted off my chest. Okay, it's not just me getting the runaround. They say, yeah, we're trying to catch her at the airport before she leaves. My eyes popped out of my head. Wait, she's still here? Yeah, we're on our way now. Cool, I shouted as I threw my station truck into reverse with one hand and tried to whip my hair back into a bun with my other hand. I didn't know if I would make it to the airport in time, but I knew if I did, I didn't want to look raggedy in front of Oprah. Lord, please let me make it. Please let me make it. Please let me make it. I prayed as I weaved through traffic trying to get there. I hadn't even let my station know I had a lead. As I was pulling into the airport, I saw a plane take off and just sighed. I drove around to the main airport looking for anybody, any vehicles that looked like they could be Oprah security. Nothing. And honestly, the airport, from what I remember, it was pretty empty. Doubt had started to creep in again as I pulled up to the parking booth. And the parking attendant opened the window and smiled. Hey, I know this is a crazy question, but have you seen Oprah? 
Do you know if she's flown out yet? I heard she was in town and she was supposed to be leaving from the airport and I was really just trying to catch her for a quick interview. The parking attendant. Yeah, I saw her crew of people when they got here late last night. Now, I haven't seen any vehicles arrive yet, but she won't fly out of the main airport. She'll fly out of the private airport next door. She winked at me and said good luck in trying to catch her. As I was pulling into the private airport's parking lot, I jumped out the car to see my friend arriving as well and their co-worker standing at the door of the airport waving her hands in urgency. I called out my friend's name and they yelled, hurry! I grabbed my equipment, camera, tripod, microphone and started hauling butt across the parking lot. I could see my friend run inside the building and a smile started to spread across my face as my feet pounding the pavement brought me closer and closer to the door. This is really about to happen. I am really about to interview Oprah, I thought. I got to the door panting, knocked and asked the security guard to let me inside. I'm media and I'm here to do an interview. The security guard shook his head and said nobody else was going to be let inside. Yeah, maybe he didn't hear me. So I knocked again and held up my camera like, hey, I'm, I'm here to do my interview with Oprah. He shrugged his shoulders and said, I'm sorry. We were told not to let anybody else in, nobody else in to do interviews. I was so close. So close I wasn't going to take no for an answer or at least wasn't going to leave the airport until I saw her jet take off and knew, okay, it's officially a lost cause now. A few minutes later, I could see people busily moving around inside like something is happening. Something's going on. I pressed my face against the glass door looking around like, what, what? And then I saw Oprah. As she was passing by the door in front of me, I politely knocked real hard and yelled, can I have an interview, please? I may or may not have startled her. She put her hand up, waved and nodded and kept walking. And I didn't know if that was a, hey, how are you? Wave or like, okay, now chill out, wave or give me a moment. I'm coming right back, wave. I wasn't sure, but I wanted to wait and see. 10 minutes later, the door to the airport was opened by security and she stepped around him. I was face to face with the queen, looking her in her eyes, heart pounding, mind racing, double checking I hit record on my camera for my interview, discussing her visit to South Alabama, which included paying respects to the late Abbeville native, Reese Taylor. An interview before today, I hadn't even imagined would happen. And a few minutes before, nearly deemed a lost cause. Insert, but God. After it was over, of course I had to take a picture with her. She grabbed my hand and shook it before walking away to catch her flight. And I felt, maybe in some kind of way, that it was a keep going, keep hustling acknowledgement. I kept my composure until the door closed behind her and then I bawled like a baby. Happy tears though, as the weight of the day washed over me, I was so proud of myself for getting to that moment. I floated back to the car to call my station and let them know I had gotten the interview and to reapply mascara because after that crying episode, I still had to record myself and turn a story for the 10 p.m. news about her visit. That night's lesson was undoubtedly about resilience. Resilience is the ability to recover quickly from difficulties or toughness, i.e. my whole day. <laughs> I was reminded that my steps are ordered and that you have to keep pushing until you walk into your dream, even when you feel like it's not going to happen. Oh, and bonus lesson, 
Never take down your bun until you're sure the day is done.